0: whatever trends that come and go, they don't affect who you are. That's really key. Goodbye diets and hello, sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. After more than a decade of dieting, binging and everything in between, I want to help you heal and rediscover a healthy relationship with food. If you're a millennial looking for some food therapy, I'm here for you. Come with a glass of wine. We'll debunk wellness culture, hormone health, intuitive eating, and more. It's not about the food, ladies. Let's get to what you're really hungry for. Today, I want to talk a little bit about beauty standards and how truly impossible it may be to really navigate through it especially in this world where everything is always changing. And as someone who straddles between two cultures, you know, I'm Asian American, but also having grown up in the States, there were actually parallel messages coming from both sides. And it kind of just seemed like an echo chamber where thin and beautiful and put together is always on a pedestal, regardless of where you come from. And that got me thinking, you know, when was my first memory of looking at bodies and noticing that mine was different or that thin was better? I really was trying to go into the depths of my memories and I think it was probably middle school where I noticed, oh, all the cool, charming, beautiful girls were also really thin and kind of just was wrapped up in a package. I don't think I cared so much about the thinness back then, but it all just kind of seemed as part of this cohesive package. And here I wanna highlight how body image develops. How do we begin to perceive our bodies and other bodies and make those comparisons? And I recently was in a course developed by Marcy R.D., Marcy Evans, who is a specialist in eating disorders and body image. And she had mentioned a really interesting timeline as to when we begin to notice our bodies as children. So apparently at three years old, That's when we first notice that, okay, this is my body. These parts are mine. And then from there, maybe you notice that, okay, this is my arm. And then that's her arm. And you kind of notice differences between someone else's body part and yours. And from there, then the comparison kind of comes in where, okay, her arm is smaller. My arm is bigger. And her arm, because it's smaller, it's also better and prettier. And something about the messaging that's happening in the world gets seeped into the way that we think about what is valuable and what is well-liked. And it has more meaning. So something about the messaging that's kind of just in our world about beauty seeps into those those very early years too, where we attach meaning to the differences where, okay, if her arm is smaller, then it's prettier. And it's just kind of by power of osmosis, it transfers into the way that we perceive things, which is wild. It's been said that at about age five or six, that's when there begins this desire to be thin. Um, And they found this in children, which that is just way too young and so stressful. I can't imagine having a child in these days with TikTok and everything. It just seems like a whole other beast. Other than that, I remember when I was little, looking at people around me, of course, the whole package of cool, charismatic, beautiful, thin, that was one big package at school, But then when I went home, I remember watching shows and I think I was predominantly into Asian movies and Asian shows and it was just kind of the same thing where the thin ideal was even more prevalent. Everyone who had a great life was always the most thin, the most pale. The issue with all of that is it attributes value and success to appearance. And the thing is when you're young and you see that, you think that it's all tied together. If someone is beautiful and thin and pale, they're automatically successful and well-liked and they'll get the guy and everything Thing in between. And you think, okay, if I can recreate that for myself, then my life and my world will be like that too. And at that young age, when things are always changing in your body, it just seems plausible to, to kind of change your body and move in that way. So the idea of success becomes wrapped up in the thing that you can control, which for most of us at 13, it's not our career. It's not our love interests. I think the most controllable factor out of all of those things is beauty and our bodies. And so if we get one of those things, then the other things will fall into place. But if you think about that now as an adult, you know, you look at movies, you look at shows, but you already are so strong in who you are that it doesn't affect you. You know, seeing someone else's life play out in X, Y, and Z form. It doesn't affect who you are, your values, what you do, who you are, um, who's in your life. None of that touches you, but as a kid, all of it touches you. And so that's why I think as children, it's so tough to navigate through that space when the world focuses on that sort of image. And I'm just thinking of a parallel sort of analogy. Think art or fashion or anything for that matter. Things are always going in and out of trend. So whether it be social media, you know, Facebook was the it thing back in the day and now it's TikTok or Clubhouse, whichever you prefer. Or fashion where in the 90s, it was the skinny low rise jeans that I personally... Did not like, did not do me any justice. Um, And now it's kind of the mom jeans, the flare jeans. Who even knows? I'm not a huge fan of jeans. So something is in trend right now. (laughs) And then with bodies too, you know, maybe before it was that super thin look and now it's that Kim K curvy look. If you were to be swept up with every single fashion or art trend or social media trend, It would be pretty exhausting. I would be exhausted. You would be exhausted. But then on the flip side, you think of the pieces that are classic. For example, you would probably invest in a really nice blazer and that'll last you for ages. But you also know that if you were to invest that same amount of money in a trendy piece that's super loud and super colorful, it's not going to age well. And so you kind of consciously make that decision. Do I want a piece that's a classic and ages well, or do I just kind of want to be in with the times? And I think we all have that conscious awareness, or at least I try and be more mindful of my decisions. I think as you get older, that distinction becomes more clear. But when you're younger, everything seems important. You know, that new trendy piece is just as important as a classic or getting the Kim K body. Then I think about the women who... I really look up to the women I think that are so strong and so confident in their lives. And the traits that they possess are this kind of groundedness. They are so calm, so collected, so confident, and whatever is happening around them doesn't affect them because they know who they are. I remember vividly when I was young, looking at those women and thinking, oh my gosh, they're so strong. And that strength to me, I think, really meant that they were grounded, that they weren't swayed by every little thing, that they knew what they wanted, they went for their values. They truly honored their values. For example, one person I really looked up to was my friend at the time in college. Her main value was to take care of her family and nothing else really mattered. Sure, her career, she was working on that too, but family was number one and then career was number two. And she stood By those values everything that she did was to make sure that she was stable enough financially to take care of her family for the long run and nothing superfluous outside of those two values really bothered her and I thought that was so cool but then my value was swept up in appearance and beauty and thinness because I thought that was going to get me what I wanted in life And honestly, I didn't even know what I wanted in life. I just knew I wanted to be thin and beautiful. But looking at those women, I realized, oh my gosh, they know what they want. And it's not grounded in this flimsy idea of beauty and thinness. It really, I think, comes down to knowing who you are and what you want. That's a big piece to... Body image work, but also it's one of those things that as humans it's easy to say and really hard to put into action because we kind of are fish living in this fish tank where the fish tank has this messaging that's so clear and so loud but you're just trying to swim your own way. You know, you're trying to make your own path forward. If you were to take one thing away from this, I guess it's thinking about the sin ideal and the beauty ideals as a trend. They come and go, and you can be someone that jumps on every bandwagon, every new trend, and that's one way to go, no judgment. Or you can be someone who is more grounded in what you want out of your life, where you know what you like and you know who you are, and you're just a little bit more strong in what you stand for so instead of hopping on every single trend you kind of stay put you know that okay that trend looks good on me you know which trend aligns with your values and which trends don't you know which trends to go for, at the end of the day, you're in a pretty stable place where whatever trends that come and go, they don't affect who you are. That's really key. If every trend sways you in one direction, if every current and every wave in that fish tank pulls you off course and you're kind of just flailing about like a fish without really any direction, maybe it's time to get clear on what you really want, what your values are, what you care about, and not let those lale you around. So something to think about. Until next time, talk to you all next Tuesday.